the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you. Almost Happy New Year. I know this is what? This is a Sunday night, and New Year's is Friday, I think that's it. You know, the holidays falling on Friday have been very difficult for me. I've been struggling with that because normally, you know, you got the weekend and then you got a holiday on Friday. It just throws everything off. But praise the Lord. Happy New Year. I want to title today's talk about looking ahead. Uh, I want to give us a brief glimpse into 2021, see if we can get any insight from God by what's going on, by the Word of God, see if there's any changes that's going to be made, see what's ahead for the church mainly. You know, as the church goes, so America goes. There's a reason there's so many wicked, evil, corrupt people in our places of power in our government, and the reason is because there's so many wicked, evil, corrupt people leading our churches, which is just what the apostasy was meant to do. But we'll get to that in a minute. But here we are. Thanksgiving's behind us. Christmas, too. And New Year's is right around the corner. Hallelujah. Not just New Year's, but literally a whole brand spanking New Year. And what will we do as a church? What will we do for God in America in 2021 that maybe we didn't do for God in 2020? There are so many opportunities ahead for us, so many assignments from the Lord. We as his children, we need to pray. We need to step up and discover our particular assignments. In my life and those of my friends, you know, we pray on, was it Wednesday night or Friday night? We pray Saturday morning. We pray Sunday morning. And these are group corporate prayers, and we have a good time doing it, and God gives us our assignments. And currently, we are in a battle for our church. We are fighting for the freedoms for our church. You should be praying for your church, too. Most churches are under assault. Eighty percent of the churches in America have stayed closed due to the government mandates uh, in response to the pandemic that has overtaken our nation. And as we pray and as we intercede for our our churches and our nation, our spiritual eyes are becoming more and more aware. Our spiritual senses are becoming sharpened. And we are now engaged in warfare. And this is pretty much new to us. It's not new to God. Thank God. Hallelujah. But this is new for us. Had a battle within a church for the church. It's something I've never done before. And it's something that's never been as necessary as it is right now. But we're going to trust God. We're going to follow the leading of his Holy Spirit to victory in this particular battle. I know that as a group, we appreciate Father trusting us with this assignment. We don't take that lightly. We will not fail him. We will not fall back. We will not quit in the name of Jesus. This coming year also, we're going to continue on with wickedness, warfare, and the warrior. But I just wanted to open up 2021 with 
you know, what's been on my heart and what I'm looking forward to in the future, what I think is going to happen. You know, when we're talking about spiritual warfare in our teachings, we used a different method than most other teachers do. We are teaching you from the mindset that spiritual warfare is something that is required of us every day. It's something that is needful because we face it in opposition all the time. And if we are not aware, if we are not Bible students, if we are not listening to stuff like this, if we are not understanding, having our senses sharpened by the use of the word that we're reading, then we're going to miss the fact that everything we do is spiritual warfare. Everything we do is under spiritual attack, whether it's voting, whether it's working, whether it's going to school, whatever. Now it's been revealed to us that these spiritual attacks are in our church and we are engaged in battle to fend off these attacks to push back the enemy to take back the ground that he's stolen from us. And I'm telling you, we're learning so much. It's a fascinating, fascinating conflict that we're engaged in. But we're going to be faithful in that. We're not going to quit. As I talk to you about 2021, understand I'm not a prophet. But as a Bible teacher who deals with the topic of the last days and end time insights, I do speak with a prophetic voice. Actually, the word is that voice. It's just me speaking the word. And when I'm talking about what's been written about the last days, that's what's called prophetic bent in my teaching. So I just give you the scriptures and God reveals them and opens them up to your heart. Hallelujah. It's important that we know where we are in God's prophetic timeline. Matthew 16, 3. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky But can you not discern the sign of the times? Jesus was yelling at the religious folks because they knew what the weather was going to be like. They were fishermen. They lived in port cities, you know, and they were aware they could tell what the next day was going to be like just by looking at the sky. Well, Jesus says the same thing. He goes, I want you to know what's going on. I want you to be able to discern the signs of of the times. He didn't say, I need you to discern the times. He goes, but I do need you to discern the signs of the times because it's the signs that I've written down in the book that will enable you to understand where we are on God's prophetic timetable. We are to discern the sign of the times. What are some of these times today that might be able to give us an insight into where we are according to God's plan? Well, you can look and lawlessness would be a mark of the last days, increase in lawlessness. Lovers of self, Paul talked about that in his letter to Timothy, that men would be lovers of themselves. That has never been more obvious in my 69 years than what's going on today, whether it's an athlete, a preacher, whether it's a school kids, uh, whatever TV show you're watching. It's all about self, the music that we sing. I mean, everything is glorifying oneself rather than glorifying God. The apostasy is a sign of the end times, and so many churches are closing down. You know, Christianity, it's down, uh, church attendance is down 50% from 20 years ago. In 2020, we have knocked down half of the people that attend church. It's it's amazing. That's huge. You know, let's say, that. okay, so if that was uh, 50 million people in church in 2000, then now there's 25 million in church. And that is consistent with the apostasy. But the biggest sign, the most obvious sign that should enable us to place ourselves in the very end of God's prophetic timetable is the rebirth of the nation Israel. That took place May 14th, 1948. 
we are to take notice of these events and we are to recognize where they place us on God's timetable. First Corinthians 12.32, talking about the men of Issachar. The children of Issachar, who were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. We, as a church, are supposed to have understanding of the times through the signs, and that should enable us to know what we are supposed to be doing. Dave Gusick writes this, he puts this little note. These sons of Issachar, they were men who supported King Saul up until the right time, and at the right time, they switched and they gave their support to King David. So God was doing something new in Israel. They had King Saul, and yet he was falling out of favor with God through his disobedience, and so God was switching allegiance. He was placing an anointing upon David. The men of Issachar, they picked up on that. They were wise. They understood what was going on, and they switched their support from a fallen King Saul to an obedient young boy, soon to be king, named David. That's what that scripture is referencing. We need to know what's going on. We need to be men and women, boys and girls of spiritual insight, spiritual understanding, where we can look about what's going on. We can look about the lawlessness rampant in our land, the violence. We can look about the uh, rise of homosexuality and sexual impurity, the abortions. We can look at all these things that are taking place in our nation and know the fact that man is the lover of themselves. We should know that Jesus Christ return is imminent. That's what this is all about. 1 Corinthians 2.14, but the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. I'm sorry, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There is no other way for spiritual discernment other than knowing and using the Word of God. That's why the world is blind to what's happening, because these things are spiritually discerned only to the Bible-reading Christian. Hebrews 5.14, but strong meat belongs to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So Paul, or whoever wrote Hebrews, they're talking about the fact that we are supposed to be chewing on the meat of the word of God because as we use that, as we incorporate that into our lives, as we build our lives around living and breathing the word of God, as we do that, as we apply the word to every aspect of our lives, our spiritual senses become exercised by use, by reason of use. And then we have the ability to discern what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil. By reading the word and by using the word, our eyes become open. We know when we understand things the world can't possibly know. That's why you know, this is all on us. It's all on the church. I'm sorry. You know, the world doesn't have the spiritual insight to understand the problems, let alone fix the problems. And we need to share with them the spiritual insight that God has given us. We have such an advantage if we will just be bold enough to use the word of God in both our fight for souls and our defense of our nation. We'll be able to start shining the light in these dark places and people will have a uh, better opportunity to make a decision for Christ. But moving forward, I want to give you a couple of things that I feel is going to be taking place in America in 2021. No matter who is president, persecution for the church is going to increase. You're not going to get around that. If President Trump is chosen and selected by the electors, then I believe, which I believe is going to happen, you are going to see the left and the people of Satan go crazy. And it's going to be an awesome time to be a Christian. There's going to be opportunities everywhere. And we will just have to be strong. We're going to have to understand that they're going to mock us. They're going to 
if they could kill us and get away with it like they do in other countries, they would do it. We're just going to have to be on guard, prayed up, and ready to take our stand for Christ and suffer the persecution that comes. Those that live godly will suffer persecution. Jesus talked about it. Blessed are those when men despitefully use you, when they revel you, when they persecute you, because you're going to be recognizing that the glory of God is upon you. You're bringing God honor and glory in your life. Don't run from persecution. Truth is, a lot of these pastors that have shut their church down or they've marginalized what they're doing in church to accommodate the ungodly dictates by so-called government power, a lot of these pastors are running from that persecution. And you got to understand this. When you run from persecution, you run from God. Okay, I'm not saying God sent it, but he did prophesy that you would go through it as a Christian. Those that live godly. If you're going to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. If you run and respond fearfully to the threat of persecution, you're running from God. You're running away from God. You cannot do that. It's it's so imperative. We told you last week uh, about the churches that God won't close your church. Uh, we told you Satan can't close your church. And man has no authority to shut down the work of God. Faith won't shut it down. Only fear can shut it down, and it's only fear in you, Pastor, that can shut down a church. We need to rise up and get ready to understand the fact that it's only going to get worse in America, no matter who's president. I'm telling you, this is an evil world. Satan is the god of this world. It's a fallen world. It's a world that has rejected God, and there's a penalty for that. And yet, light and dark will be coming to a climactic clash in these last five years, ten years, two years. You know, this very well could be the year of the rapture of the church when God removes us before the tribulation. I mean, there are so many markers that are identifying the fact that Christ is coming back so soon till the gospel is preached to every nation. Don't think that that's not happening. It's happening. But at the end of the day, that scripture could also refer to the fact that the angels are going to be flying around the heavens during the tribulation period, and they're going to be preaching the everlasting gospel. Proverbs 29.5. The fear of man brings a snare. But whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I love that. You know, Rodney Howard Brown in Florida, uh, he never shut down. He fought them. And now uh, there was an article the other day. He, 500 people accepted Christ at his last weekend meeting. He's got church. It's open six nights a week. They've got all night prayer meetings going on. Church services, three and four hours. I mean, this is old time revival like it was in the book of Acts. This is what's happening. Why is it happening at Rodney Brown Church? And why isn't it happening at my church? Well, it's happening at his church because he did not shut down. He gave God something to work with. He said, I'm going to honor God. Man will not shut me down. The devil can't shut me down. God doesn't want to shut me down. And I sure as heaven am not going to shut down the work of God in my church. We need to adopt that attitude. That's the warrior attitude attitude. We get emails from, it's a, what is it? I Pray, a Christian organization. I think it's based in Washington, D.C. It's called Intercessors for America. I think that's the name of it. And they had a big article talking about that. We need to pray for a warrior spirit to rise up in the church. That is so accurate. It is so necessary. It is so needed. And you can go click online and find it, I Pray. And it's a wonderful prayer, but it's so prophetic because the church has no warrior spirit in it today in America. We've taken blow after blow after blow. Man said, shut down, we shut down. Uh, man said, you can't open, we don't open. Man said, wear a mask, we wear a mask. Man said, you can't sing, we don't sing. Man said, you can't lay hands on the sick, we don't lay hands on the sick. I mean, it's cowardice. It's nothing more than cowardice, and we've got to fight through it. And look at what the scripture is. The fear of man brings a snare. Those people, oh, let me read the second part. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. God's promised us that we would be safe. What does safe mean? Well, in the kingdom of God, God has his own terms for safe, but I'd rather be safe in God's kingdom on God's terms than safe in man's. Amen? And 
Rodney Brown did not shut down his church, and therefore, God is blessing their socks off. He is safe. People are coming to Christ. It's a wonderful, exciting time that's going on in Florida. And yet here we are, 80% of the churches are still shut down. We're not obeying God. And the fear of man brings a snare. When we fear a man, another word for snare is trapped. Satan has trapped so many of us in our churches where demonic things are happening now. Demonic things where uh, false teachings are coming in. Why? Because we're scared. Where people are out of order in leadership positions. Why? Because people are scared. Where people are not coming into the church. Why should they? If we're the same as the world, the world is full of fear. Why would they want to come to a church that's fearful? I mean, we've got to understand who we are in Christ Jesus and act accordingly. Simply stated, if you choose to keep your church open, God will keep you safe. But if you choose to shut it down or limit God's operation in it, because you fear man, you become snared, you become trapped by the evil one. I could give you a whole list of things that will happen when that occurs, when a pastor starts preaching scared, when he starts uh, acting scared in their ministry, when they don't do the things that they're supposed to be doing that God has ordained that represent freedom. When pastors start backing off like that, they become trapped, and it's very distressing when that happens. If your church isn't open all the way, you really need to fight for that church. You need to battle for that. You need to take it to the mat, and you need to intercede and rebuke the devil and come against fear and proclaim and decree freedom over your church and its congregation in Jesus' name this coming year. So I already said that in 2021 that the church is going to suffer more persecution no matter who it is. Also, God's power is not going to be manifested in America until we repent of cowardice and worldliness. We need the power of God. I'm sorry, we have learned how to accommodate fear in our midst and to call it wisdom, to make it look like wisdom. God is not fooled. We must make fear uncomfortable in our churches and not faith. We must make fear uncomfortable in our churches instead of accommodating the fears, whether it's fear of a congregation, whether it's the congregation in fear, whether it's a leadership team in fear. We cannot let fear be comfortable in our churches. We must make fear uncomfortable in our daily lives. We must make fear uncomfortable in our families. We must make fear uncomfortable in our church environments. We must be truthful in our churches. Otherwise, churches will continue to empty out. Church attendance, I said, down 50% in the last 20 years. Last year was a year of revelation, and I don't mean revelation from God. I mean not biblical revelation. I mean that there were things being revealed to us that we didn't know about. Not in the spirit, but in the flesh. Evil has been revealed in America and the politics, and our government as never before. Evil has come out of the closet. It is declared boldly, I will destroy you. It is declared boldly, I will curtail your operation to the church. It is declared, I will remove America as a world power. I will remove Trump. And these are all designed so that we're creating a perfect environment for the rise of the Antichrist, who will institute the one world government, the one world money system. This is all about that. Three things in the way of Satan getting his way. A, the church. B, Trump. C, America. He is assaulting all three. We cannot give in. Last year was a year of revelation, not only in America, but in the church as well. Second Timothy 3.1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. The evil in America that was revealed is parallel 
to the evil that's in the church, which is also being revealed. False teachers are being revealed. False doctrines are being revealed. Apostasy is removing some of those false people. Unfortunately, we're losing a lot of people that truly had their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life as children of God. Fear has crushed them. Lies has destroyed them. And we're losing them. And so wickedness within the church is obvious now for those who are looking. Unfortunately, not everybody's looking. The perilous times coming isn't because of volcanoes or global warming or storms. The perilous times that are coming is because men are evil. You must understand that. In these last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times are coming because mankind is evil. This is the warning that Paul gave to Timothy. And it's also the warning Paul gave to the entire church. There will be traitors in our midst. Yes, right inside the church. There will be evil in our churches. Most of us seem to be just fine with evil. We accommodate it. We're supposed to hate it. We are supposed to be exposing the evil deeds of darkness, but not in the sense or the way that the world does. We're different people. We represent a different kingdom. We serve a different God. Our methods are to be way different than the way that the world confronts evil. Ephesians 5.11 shows us this. It's really good. Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them. How? By personal integrity, by exemplifying personal integrity, by exemplifying moral courage, and by exemplifying godly character. Look at God's method for exposing evil. We're not supposed to be going door to door and calling out evil. We're not getting on the radio and condemning this one and that one. No, no. He says you expose evil by being examples of personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. This is how I fight my battles. We're missing this in our churches, in our personal lives. We have to stand. You can be fearful, but then you cannot have personal integrity, moral courage, or a godly character because... There's no fear in the body of Christ. There's no fear. The Bible says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Saints, we are so far removed from the truth and the plan and the character of God and the way he established us to live. That's going to be my mantra moving forward. That's going to be my focus moving forward uh, for 2021. We have mixed worldliness and carnality with our Christianity. And unfortunately for the church, the result is a pagan church. It's no surprise we have no power. We say we do, but we know better. Come on. And so do you. Faith healer Harry comes to your church to town and nobody gets healed. And it's our fault, we're told, because our faith wasn't strong enough or our faith is weak. Sorry. You know that's not true. We have invented a new religion that replaces Catholicism. It replaces Pentecostalism, it replaces Lutheranism, it replaces uh, the Methodist, and it's called Christianity. And it has little to do with biblical truths or the God of the Bible. In 2020, we have seen evil exposed. It's my personal opinion that God's counter to that will be by revealing himself in 2021. I am so excited. I believe it's going to start with Trump retaining his presidency. And we're going to know that when that happens, that that's going to be because God did it. Yes, we've prayed. We've done our part. Uh, We don't have to pray new prayers. We just have to stand watch over the ones we have prayed. The church, I believe, has done its job. I think we've done a good job concerning the presidential election. However, the forces of evil, they're still working. They're still moving. If and when President Trump gets reelected, you're going to know that it was God. He is going to be glorified. He's not going to share the glory with anybody. It's his glory and his alone. It will be because we did our job. We prayed, we interceded, we voted. And now it's going to be God's job because he's going to do the stuff that we can't do. He's going to expose the evil. He's going to bring justice and judgment upon that evil. And I believe he's going to be the last great hope for our nation, a reelected President Trump. 
But also in the midst of that re-election of President Trump, there's going to be the supernatural increased persecution on the body of Christ on the church. I believe in 2021, we're also going to see pockets of revival throughout America. I believe there will be a final gleaning of the souls that we've been praying for, the souls in our nation, right before the rapture of the church. And it's our job to go ahead and make sure that this takes place. So we are continuing to speak the truth in love. I also believe there's going to be a further divide and a separation within the church. The true people of God will be persecuted and ostracized by those in the church unwilling to defend their faith against the satanic onslaught. Matthew 24, 9 through 14. Jesus, talking about the church. Then they will deliver you up, saints, true saints, to tribulation, and they're going to kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. We're going to be hated. We see that. We're already hated. And then shall many be offended in the church, and they shall betray one another and shall hate one another. This is behavior in the church, and it's coming. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity or sin shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Exciting times. Remember, I'm not prophesying to you anything other than what's been written already. Christians will face tribulation. They will be killed. They will be hated by false teachers and false prophets. They'll be hated by everybody. I'm sorry. There will be betrayal within the church. There will be liars and false teachers and prophets within the church. There will be rampant sin within the church. There will be massive defections within the church. This is the environment of the last day Christian into which we are called to operate in. But the good news is, he that shall endure until the end shall be saved. There is hope for the church. Don't be scared. The stuff I read you, Jesus talked to people. And he says, don't worry about it. You're going to be blessed in your persecution. Don't worry about it. If they take your life, I'm going to be there. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believeth on me shall never die. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. 2021, it's got some exciting times ahead. It's got some dark times ahead. But at the end of the day, Jesus said he would never leave you. He would never forsake you. So trust him. Believe him. Don't throw your faith down. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm Ron Guy. We love you. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.